What's up guys, it's Dewey here after a long, long time. So today uh, I'm just- Hi. Uh... <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, today I'm just with my colleague Omir. Uh, Omir is like, uh, Omir is one of the favorite, uh, one of my favorite FinTech enthusiasts who will be joining. And uh, Omir, yeah, you can introduce yourself. Oh yeah, I mean my, I mean as introduced myself, I've basically been into fintech uh, as my core uh, study area is finance, but I have been working with uh, quite a lot of startups, uh, pretty much more than 300 like in the last 10 years, uh, and they have been in different like tech spaces. Uh, it was in augmented reality to fintech to marketing technologies uh, in real estate like areas. So. It's been interesting to see like how companies transition from uh, traditional uh, models and how they're disrupting those models and how they're getting funding and how they're like uh, competing. So it's been an interesting journey and it was good to see Giddy here in Lithuania who is himself quite passionate about technology. So <laughs> it's good. Yeah, today's uh, topic is more about uh, the favorite like like the coolest technologies in 2021. I mean, like, maybe you can just, we can just keep it as your favorite. In 2022, actually. Uh, yeah, 2022 almost, but uh, <laughs> our, our topic is like something more, you know, like the last year. Okay. And this year, this year has only started, you know, like just one month. So still more exciting True, yeah. stuff. We, we need to wait, wait for a while to see what's going on in this year. Because, you know, 2020 That's was true. like a horrible year for everyone. Almost lockdown. Yeah. Didn't have anything. And yeah, we'll we, see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how this year goes also, to be true. <laughs> the way it started with a bank. So yeah, yeah. This year, this year seems to be really exciting because 2021 the year 2020, which was like a break for everyone, uh, like it, it, everyone was like idle and uh, it just gave people some space to think, you know, like what they are doing in their life. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they just turned back and, you know, like everyone was dependent on like almost on the other person. 2020 made, you know, like yeah. to build like some, some more inner confidence within the people and you know, this year uh, made a big change in the human life, I would say, because we guys, you know, like, uh, we guys are used to more, you know, sitting down in offline, talking, enjoying, and having <laughs> some fun, but it just totally changed the work culture, office culture, even the education. The education field was like almost all my labs and uh, all, all my classes used to be in offline, but now, you know, like, okay. It's, it's it's really different and yeah you can just yeah. you know, start talking on your, on your experience how was 2020 and how was 2021 yeah i mean so i mean yeah i mean it was quite quite an interesting year like a uh, lot of changes uh it was like really like you stand back and realize that uh okay like how to react when things go like bad and 2021 was more like uh, in a way that you basically 
reflect on what happened last year and you see opportunities in this case and and see like what can, you can make most out of it and you see like in like the technology developments in that year i mean you see like a lot of uh, education startups coming out uh, because there's the fact that like, a lot of people have to study online and it was really helped to democratize the education like system like you know that people who have been stuck with uh, like they have to pay a very big fees for the courses let's say at Howard or something like that and then they saw that like uh, universities themselves that they have to provide education to provide value because people will not come to the uni those universities so they themselves developed tools to help people uh, learn new things and to show value where the university stands. So education was one of the key key sector, which is quite badly impacted by the whole thing. But at the same time, it gave a lot of opportunity to uh, make it available for all. I mean, I have seen like uh, quite huge startups uh, starting even in India, let's say in Bayou, I think, which is... We, we guys had like uh, something, you know, like 2020 was really interesting for me because it was, you know, like 2019, in the end of 2019, on the winter, I was in Poland. It was like five months of Erasmus. And when I came back to Lithuania on uh, 2020, on the month of February, everything started changing, you know, like I went for only like one week of my classes. And all of a sudden, we got an email that uh, the class have been suspended for the next 15 days. And, you know, like, they say that uh, they will just cover it up, like, some lessons in the end of the semester, in the middle of the semester. So I thought, you know, like, this is the, like, this is the vacation for, uh, for, 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 you know, like, the Easter and all those things. We don't, we are not going to have a, have a break. Yeah. Almost, we are going to lose all the breaks. I, I, I thought that way. Because, <laughs> okay, yeah, and for me personally, like, yeah, then, then, uh, then I moved like, moved like to get to dormitories. And I had my colleague uh, uh, in India, like, who was posting about all these things and all those things. So, this thing okay. popped up, and I wrote to the one of the founders of uh, Brahmastra, like, the name of the company is Brahmastra. And okay, yeah, okay. He seems to be a chill guy, and we started, you know, like uh, brainstorming this idea of education and uh, space. And now, you know, like that, 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 that startup is like performing way too good. And yeah, I'm still, still, you know, like a big supporter and a part of it. Like, yeah, anytime, you know, like the founder is one of my good friends. <laughs> now, you know, like I'm just in uh -huh, okay. idling, sit down, and I, on the idle mode because the problem is that you know <laughs> in a different time zones this is this is one of the main problems yeah yeah and yeah but still you know like whenever there's a chance i will just i will just talk talk with people you know from the master and that's that's so nice yeah yeah and yeah about education it's just uh, it was just really changing and you know, like talking further about the technologies, which were really, really amazing in uh, 2021, was uh, well, one main thing which was really impressive was the NFTs. The NFTs, uh -huh. you know, like, like 
at 2020, it was like, nah, no, no one just saw the interest. You know, I was like, oh, is it like kind of scam or like, it's not going to boom or like, it's only like <laughs> a millionaire's, a millionaire's game. And in the like mid of 2020, it started a, a little bit like growing a little bit, uh, you know, like YouTubers like uh, Logan Paul, KSI, they just started talking about enough. Yeah. And moreover, Gary B played a big game in dragging all these people in. Uh, Gary B is like, yeah, like the biggest monster in the NFT now. He's like, I guess he made like 90, 90 million in uh, two days in NFTs. So, wow. Yeah, you can still go and find B Friends NFT. B Friends is like one of the biggest NFTs. Yeah, NFT was like one of the biggest game changer in 2021, I would say. Even personally for us, you know the project in Barcelona <laughs> on what we did. And oh, yeah. even still we won, it was the Vina material. We, we just made like... Are you, pursuing, are you pursuing that project now? Uh, I guess like we guys uh, still want to sit down and discuss uh, further on the project. And, you know, get, get, come, come to a conclusion how, uh, how our implementation is uh, going to be because you know like uh -huh, yeah, okay. colleague, colleagues are in uh, colleagues are traveling in different places almost uh, yeah yeah everyone is uh, like everyone was on the Christmas break once the once we won uh, the project in Barcelona now you know like the Christmas break is over we should sit down and start talking on how how the possibilities are going to be and for now you know like the crypto values have been going down for one or two weeks, but you know, like I, I believe that it's gonna be like this dip is going to be last lasting for a little bit longer, but people holding on this dip are, are really the breadwinners of you know like for next five or six years, so they can survive. This this yeah. like for is going to be it's more like a market correction as they call it, this yeah. this phenomena. So it is like gonna collect all the like you know easy riders in the game, and the one which has more applications, they're gonna survive like Ethereum. Let's say, I mean, it, it has a lot of potential for future. Yeah, yeah. I, I always but, personally stand with Ethereum because you know, like uh, Ethereum is uh, way too different than uh, other other cryptocurrencies. Ethereum has true. the facility of a smart digital contract, digital contract, you know. Like, you can just uh, use Ethereum uh, for, uh, for a digital contract. Uh, it's it, it, it's way better than other blockchain uh, blockchain technologies existing uh, currently. Yeah, I, I and it's somehow you know, know the eco ecosystem is so huge. Yeah, I guess you know more about this because you you've been the guy on fintech. Maybe you can just say on how <laughs> Ethereum and the digital contracts works for the people who are listening to the podcast because you know like. Some people still think that you know cryptocurrencies are like the way to hide hide the currencies for the rich people, but you know like it's just quite normal for uh, the inflation. Yeah. Uh, to hold cryptocurrencies, it's it's better to hold cryptocurrencies than the fiat ones, I would say. True. I mean the the key key factor which is basically. Uh, declining the mass adoption of this uh, currency is basically the very rapid increase in prices. 
uh, that's what like they have to figure out now uh, to control basically uh, I mean fluctuation because you know like even like uh, some countries or some like even universities like says uh, University in Switzerland, uh, Bern University, they allowed to accept uh, fees in the form of Bitcoin, but then they realized that there was so much fluctuation in it that uh, they cannot take it anymore. I mean that same happened in U in US also. There's some institutes they allowed to be getting paid in um, in crypto but you know like education time period is six months and within six months like plantation was so high that they cannot do it anymore so the concept was very good and that's what they expect right now in the current correction phase also that they would have to fix this issue in it because until that plantation is not controlled then it is still like going to be treated as investment asset rather than as a reliable uh, a medium of exchange for uh, for monetary value so you know like you you want to go buy a laptop and one day it is thousand another day it's like eighteen thousand so it will not work for the normal economy because of uh, it's not viable but on the other hand like uh, if you stabilize the price factor and you make it as a proper currency, then it holds a lot of potential in a way that it will allow people to track all the transactions and where it is going. And further, like you can track the further sale of the laptop. You know, like that's the concept behind NFTs also that uh, let's say I sell a laptop to you and you further sell it down to someone else. So you take some share also and the main person who sold the laptop to you, like let's say, uh, Apple sold a laptop to you for 1000 and then further you sell it to someone else for 900 So you will get 900 also, but on the basis of NFT, like uh, on the ownership concept, the uh, Apple will get the money also. So with this thing, basically, it will help a lot to decrease the cost of the product for the manufacturer because when they realize that they can generate revenue all the way throughout the chain uh, to the end, so because this concept is already like transferred in silicon valley like uh, there's a lady uh, i will actually share the uh, link of her project that she's already starting a clothing brand and the clothing brand is in a way that like she will supply the uh, 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 clothing to the user and then user when they are tired of using the clothes they can like uh, resell it to someone else then the main clo uh, clothing company will get the share of the profit also and the person who sells further also will uh, get the share also, which will in turn help the circular economy. And yeah, it will also well, at the same time. Uh, do you remember, like, oh, sorry to interrupt, but do you remember, like, last year, it was one of the best years for Lithuania as well. Winter became the unicorn, the first Lithuanian unicorn. And uh, yeah, creating this circular economy for the clothing. But can you elaborate more about the clothing industry, you know, what, what, what's going on in the, the, the Silicon Valley? Like, can you just in, in what area? No, no, like in Silicon Valley, you're saying that, you know, like uh, the, the circular economy, like about the circular economy on clothing, right? Uh, can you just, you know, like, yeah. a, a little bit explain more? We can talk about winter later on in this podcast itself, so. Yeah, you can just uh, see. Okay. Yes, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, like, uh, they, they are like 
a lot of discussion right now going on. Uh, basically, I would say like uh, clarify the one thing about circular economy because a circular economy in economic terms is basically you just like uh, producer is selling to you end user and end user is paying money to the producer and they make money and hire uh, labor. So that's like people confused with the other things. Circular economy basically concept is that uh, the product to the life cycle, you know, like it goes through a life cycle and in that life cycle, the product is uh, reused. And that is, uh, that's like a huge, like a new uh, sector now in which like people are aiming to reuse pretty much everything now. Uh, it, it, is, it is clothes, it is electronics. And that's what is like uh, inspiring a lot of startups to start the new ideas. And that's what the startup idea I was sharing that this lady is doing that she's attaching an NFT to uh, to a one sale, let's say. Uh, so like someone sells you a t-shirt for $10 and you, you get the t-shirt, but like after like, let's say two months, you want to have a new t-shirt, you know? So what you do is you sell it to someone else for eight, eight like dollars. So, but that like uh, t-shirt is further attached with the NFT. So the other person would get money uh, from it. And the other, like main manufacturer, let's say H&M, would get money from it also. Oh, it's like a royalty, royalty to a company, and a royalty. To exactly. The, oh, same, same like Gary B proposing the tokens, you know, like he was saying about the checks. Uh, we, we 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 get in a gym membership or something. Gary B was proposing the same concept uh, for some time, and you know, like people are utilizing almost all the ideas. Uh, yeah, and the same thing, you know, like. We, we guys uh, have had like same kind of content going on as well on our side. Uh, yeah, on, on our uh-huh. project, the Barcelonian project, which we were talking. Yeah, we can just get further into okay. the project uh, when uh, we have more other colleagues, you know, like, like when uh, when other, other people are interested to join uh, on what happened in Barcelona. You guys will, you guys should, like the people who are listening, uh, I guess uh, you guys should wait for it because, you know, like, we, we have more people coming in and it's going to be more fun when uh, there are like a lot of people sharing uh-huh. their own views on what happened uh, really in Barcelona. So... Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. And to be I mean, honest, this is guys, a huge tech uh, hub like Barcelona. Yeah, and to be honest, guys, like the people who are listening to the Barcelonian ones, Omir, Omir just missed this project in the last minute. So he, he just missed the opportunity and we, we guys felt so yeah. bad because, you know, like we, we missed the part where uh, we didn't have the best info, infographics guy because Omir used to have a channel called the Curiosity Juice in YouTube. You guys can go and check, check in yeah, the it's, YouTube channel. It's still there. So yes, Omer, you should be joining us uh, on the next projects, even in the future, future moves, we will be be needing your advices. And yeah, like Omer is one of the best uh, fintech finance person I know in the Thomas and even many, I would say, like more more, more relevant to internationals. Yes, more relevant to internationals, you know, like more more, more internationals, no Omer, because you know, like, when you try to approach someone more local, like 
it's, it's always this difficulty we have with language barriers. We have to search for a person, but whereas, you know, like, then we have Omir, we can just, you know, like, Omir is in finance. We, we can just talk with Omir. He's like more, more, more open towards it. And uh, yeah. Yeah, if you if, if uh, any people in the train are listening, you can just contact Omir if you need any financial advisors. <laughs> and yeah, we can go further Thank on this you. podcast. Uh, yeah, further on this podcast. Uh, apart from you know, like talking about the thoughts and blockchains, uh, you remember the concept really well. Right? People use the VR, like th there's this virtual real estate industry going on now. Where they buy, yeah, yeah. buy a plot in virtual currencies, like uh, in cryptocurrencies, like a virtual plot, which, which doesn't, you know, like which doesn't even, even exist in a physical way, more like in a digital way. Yeah, as you say, like you were saying about some AR and VR projects, maybe you can just explain, you know, like how that uh, that works. And, uh, you know, I can explain how, how what I'm interested in as well later when we say. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's quite interesting uh, in a way that you can actually uh, have visual worlds where people actually can drive through. And many people uh, associated with, you know, if you can imagine if someone has played the game called GTA. So it's just like in GTA, but more like a real life where you actually, if you take someone's car, it is it holds value. And someone actually have that car himself or herself in this case. So of course, like the the graphics right now is quite basic, but it's gonna improve a lot. But at the same time, if you see a lot of game gaming companies, they're actually like building a world themselves. Like I was just reading today that this company called Activision, and they have like worlds built up, and their people are like buying, uh, you know, like a within the game, hearts and stuff. So when you go in future and you're playing a game, you can actually see someone's property. And it holds a lot of potential because, you know, um, people are into gaming and it's a whole like industry out there. At the same time, I mean, if you attach a lot of, uh, I mean, value to it. So it has a lot of potential in coming future. And I would say that, uh, in a way that it is investment potential as the same time educating potential you know uh, as giri have said that like he did start a project so like let's say if you're in a visual world you're visiting like corners and you just click a tool and it was owned by uh, you know some uh, a trader in, in lithuania you can see his all history in this way and like it, it's up to that person how much in detail that person can explain that thing in that visual world so it's not only like a monetary value, but at the same education for people also. Because in virtual world, I mean, sky's the limit. You can create like dinosaurs. You can say, I own this dinosaur, this type of dinosaur, this kind of creature, let's say. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, we, we have like the board here in Shash Club in OpenSea, where, you know, like, yeah, they, they have these things going on. And yeah, NFTs and crypto were like really amazing. And personally, like, but my favorite NFTs is that uh, I hold like I have this uh, crypto crypto called uh, Decentraland. It's like a virtual virtual real estate where you buy a uh -huh. plot 
for a certain, certain amount of money, you hold the plot, you hold the plot for some time. So the value of it increases, but it really depends upon at which, which exactly at which point you're trying to buy the plot. For example, like uh, I, I before one year I was seeing this thing for Earth 2.0. Now, like a uh -huh. guy bought a plot in the middle of a highway, just one pixel, uh -huh. just bought one pixel. The person who wants to buy the whole road one, wants to buy the one pixel. That guy will be ready to pay anything uh -huh. to clear out that one pixel because that guy has pixelated a different color on it. So, Interesting, know, like, yeah. people really started, you know, doing, doing the real world, world things as well. So one thing, one thing I guess, you know, like now uh, people should start working on the regulations of NFTs and cryptos, because, you know, like uh, as we were discussing previously, there are big scams going on as well. Like, uh, Open C, as you were saying uh, before the pre-recording session, like uh, there are eighty percent of the of the NFTs are fake in Open Sea. They they themselves admitted it, you know. So you, you yeah. yeah. So this is something you know, like. Maybe... I mean, so th that's where you see like the potential comes in in a way that you see that Open is more like a free platform. Meanwhile, if you do like properly with uh, with Ethereum. Even though the fees is high, but the tracking is like proper, like tracked in this case. Yes, man. The gas fees, man. So, the gas fees is too high in Ethereum. It's the too Ethereum high. There's no other problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, I, I guess. mean, that's, I mean, the key. But it keeps a lot of people, you know, like away uh, from uh, manipulating the system, basically. Because I said that, like, now, uh, since this news is out, let's say just like it just came today, that at OpenSea eighty percent of like let's say art is free, uh, is fake. Now they, when this news spreads, you know it uh, it damages the reliability of the platform in itself. And many people who put the real effort into that thing, uh, they will lose all that like value of that product because uh, general public will now associate this whole thing as a scam basically. Yeah, and talking about the scams, like I recently discovered something interesting as well. Uh, let's say I hold uh, two million in Ethereum. Okay, I create myself on on Ethereum like NFT. I buy my own NFT with my own Ethereum for two millions. Okay, so let's say I'm holding it for some time, and I'm gonna say that I'm poor, but the value of NFT is up, really up. And the person who owes the two million, they can sell, sell it for like, let's say at least the 10% of the value, 200,000. And they say, they want, they, 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 let's, say, let's say that uh, the person wants to go out uh, of NFT. Let's say I, I have a millionaire friend. <laughs> I say that this, this value, its value is two million and uh, I'm selling it for $2,000, my friend, you can keep it. <laughs> I mean, like, he's, he's really <laughs> getting scammed there. So that's where, you know, the relations uh, should really jump in. The creator of NFTs uh, yeah. should, should uh, really have the regulations where, you know, like, 
they cannot sell it from their own wallets or like more more regularized, you know, like now I know we, we, we guys are like going on a decentralization world where we want you know like freedom of uh, freedom of our currencies. We, like it's like basically the financial freedom for uh, for the whole uh, whole millennials millennial generation, I would say. So yeah. So it's 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 like Gen Z and millennial generation are like you guys are seeing a lot of changes every year. It's like really getting excited. Like future, like future is really faster than we think. It's it's just taking a step, yeah, steps yeah. ahead of what we think. So, yeah, true, very yeah. true. I mean, like, thing is that apart from the thing that uh, what uh, you know, the thing is that we we even this news that this is um, this news said is is a, a scam, eighty percent. Uh, these things are very good at the same time because it helps regulate the market. You know, it's good that these things are coming forward. And when markets are more regulated, that more trust would be further like built into things. So people still gonna realize that this thing is viable. This means that if regulators are interested in regulating this market, that means it has a potential for the future. If they're not interested, that means it's not gonna be like a growth factor for it for the future. So these things are quite uh, because even now, like you know, I'm uh, in fintech. We are studying a lot uh, this whole area. In the from the perspective of money laundering, and actually, I mean, a lot of people don't realize this thing that uh, that you know when you're trading in in Ethereum and stuff, uh, each block carries information of the person uh, who yeah. was holding it. So yeah. actually, technically, it does not hold the money laundering uh, thing. It can actually help uh, the governments. To control the money laundering, actually. Yeah, that's, um, that's really interesting. Even to the people often forget the factor that you know, like when they make big transactions. Earlier, I was saying they can sell it, but if the person who buys it wants to find who the like who, like whom the NFT was with previously, he will be having access, you know, like to find where it was. But you know, often people forget this technical stuff. Then it comes to a normal person, like all the yeah. times, you know, like yeah, it, 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 it each block, as you say, in blockchain has information, and anyone, literally anyone, have access. Not not the cops or not the governments, like anyone from any part of the world, if they know some technical stuff. Exactly. They 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 have access and they can check on what's going on. This can either end up in a good exactly. way or a bad way, really depending upon the guy who bought the NFT for two hundred thousand dollars. So yes, really exactly. dangerous game. <laughs> exactly, so, because even you know, like um, when a lot of exchanges that were hacked recently uh, in in recent past, uh, because one of my uh, for my client, I did the work in a way that. Um, we have to see how many exchanges were hacked in past uh, in last eleven years, and it was quite interesting to see that, like you know, the the way they track, like where the money went, is because those same um, uh, like blockchain currencies they were traded in the market. So the hackers did not actually realize that that currency they are selling to the market, they still hold the address of the password it came from. 
And that's how in many cases they were managed to recover those uh, losses in this case. So it's very interesting that it has a potential in this way that you can actually use it uh, more for tracking. But for now, like they do let the general public uh, use it without thinking about this factor uh, in a way that uh, to let it spread, you know, uh, it's like in technology, you call it networking effect. So they're just like letting it spread as much as possible so that people get used to the whole idea that people are consuming as a perspective of, a, I would say, from an investment perspective. But from an investment perspective, it still gives a people curiosity to learn about it and use it. So when they do it, in this case, uh, they are adopting the new idea. And with that adoption, it will help them further to roll out a more stable currency, which is more issued by, let's say, a central bank. You know, like China already recently issued their own uh, online digital currency by the central bank. And they're aiming to like regular, uh, regularize it uh, further. So it's going to be tracked. And that's the I other countries are aiming to do also. Some cryptocurrencies as well, right? Coming to our local case. Yeah, but there was more like a celebratory in a way. It was not uh, with an intention of uh, uh, as a general like oh, uh, like medium of exchange. So, like they, they just kept it as a... Kept yeah, collectible, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Seems that people even have... A, have Earlier, like they had a lot of collecting stuff, but now you know, like NFTs are like, you know, like I remember in my childhood, uh, we, we used to have those uh, cards, especially when where I grew up, or like maybe where you grew up, we had this Pokemon or this Beyblade. You, you, you remember the Beyblade one? Yeah. Well, we just, you know, like just <laughs> finger off and it, it starts spinning. Yeah, if you have it, I have it, you know, like. Uh -huh. You're, you're, you're the guy, you know, like then when you have the best one, they'll be like, oh, he has the Pokemon Swords, he has like the, the, the yeah. stuff, he's one of the best guys, you know, like, yeah, that, that's, that, that's what, you know, like, it's, it's the same kind of thing happening in NFTs, but more, you know, in a good way. Uh, earlier times, people didn't have the knowledge about copyrights. Everyone had the freedom of expression, like, but anyone can steal it as well. Even if you see the path that the YouTube is going now, uh, they have like a strict copyright laws nowadays. So, you know, like you, if you own something, you can you can keep it, you're supposed to keep it. Uh, like it's, it's your personal stuff. Yeah. But whereas people were losing it earlier times, like they were losing their copyright for their own stuff. And they didn't even didn't know how to claim it. But this NFT stuff, like you have a copyright for, for like a digital stuff, even uh, exactly, like, yeah. Music or video can be turned into an NFT now. Like you, you can almost turn yourself into an NFT, like you can take a picture of yourself. Did you see the Indonesian guy selling oh, yeah. uh, two millions or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was quite interesting news actually. He got quite lucky actually. Yeah, that's really good for him because you know, like maybe it can help him to you know like pay his debts or like educational fees so it's it's, it's yeah really good sometimes you know like the digital meme society or like digital digital uh 
social media team, like the guys, they just do, do some good good stuff. And you know, like be, becoming a millionaire in 2021, like this year, like in, in this 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 uh, I would say in this next 10 years, it's going to be like more fun and more like more more of it's like it's going to become like a joke. Like mo- most of the people can, you know, like become a millionaire like on um, what like whatever they're passionate on, they should start working on it and they should find a way on how to, you know, like monetize it. That that's that's the main thing what people ask. That's true. People miss the stuff, you know, like people often go to nine to five jobs and and what what they miss the main thing is that they, they stop working towards their passion. But you know like they, they should start working on it simultaneously and you work two or three hours a day uh, on your passion. You can just grow yourself as well. And yeah, like that's true. I mean, like, the thing is, you don't have to give up. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a main thing. That that that's where the motivation stands. You know, like the goal. Like pe- people often think that you know, like if you work like eight or ten hours a day, the day is over. You want to go back to bed? No, that's not how it works. Okay, let's stop turning into a motivational yeah. podcast. Uh, it's going in another direction. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. whatever you want, the, guys, the, guys the, you know, be passionate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, second, quite like uh, key thing, uh, which is quite useful, uh, is uh, which is quite impressive from last year is actually of mRNA vaccine, uh, yeah. and that. I mean, the technology which is going in this direction, I mean, uh, they are uh, basically coming up with quite unique solutions to other diseases also for the same, using the same technology. So, and it was surprised to know that like, yeah, that they even use blockchain in that area also now for tagging different like uh, protein structures because each protein structure is quite different. So they associate like blockchain models, that thing. And there's a whole industry in healthcare industry which is uh, very specific to blockchain solutions for the medical research part. So yeah, I was seeing that there's uh, been big stuff going in EIT, the European Institute of Technologies, you know, like uh, when I was in Barcelona, I uh-huh. just uh, was a bit curious and I was having some conversation with people. EIT is do- doing some great stuff in healthcare, especially. So we, we can expect okay. more, you know, like, blockchain uh, all the stuff in healthcare as well yeah i'm talking about that it just slightly pushes away from nfts and we can go now to you know like the other other content you know like new neuralink is going on this year elon musk is you know like trying to implant a chip inside the person's brain like already they had it in the piglets and in the monkeys and did you, yeah. did you see something about it i mean like was was that you know like something relevant? Uh, like, do you think it's something relevant for us in the future, or uh, it's like, do you think like it will be implemented this year or like next year, or how do you feel it like? So I mean, I think it has a lot of potential. As you already said, that like people who have uh, you know neuro neuro uh, disorders, uh, it can help them treat for now. I mean, they say like these things because he was quite existing in, in past also. He, what he did was basically, he built on to it further and he helped them uh, basically 
do the functions more smoothly actually you know uh they make things more smaller which is more convenient to be fit into the brain other than like uh in past it was a big electrode which has to be put into the brain for uh for that uh for the task so if you make it more smaller of course like even for now uh you know a human um brain is very interesting component i mean it is it's a biological factor involved in it, bio and chemical you know so there there's a lot of study has to go through and a lot of ethical issues going to be involved because they are doing it on animals right now and for to to scale it into uh more of a humans subject is going to be very controversial in, in first place uh it's not that like the first time it happened you know like there was people who basically uh have been doing biohacking in past also and they were they were able to fine tune the music sound of music into the into the head and uh i mean there are a lot of interesting examples so but if you say that like we gonna manage to operate computers through it we're a bit far from it uh like brain is always mysterious but now did you see that uh, they just uh, had a, the had a surgery for a guy the guy was uh, a guy was having this uh, big heart is being implanted into him uh, i think it was yeah, yeah. say yeah say or yeah i'm not sure but you know yeah it was in usa it was in usa yeah, yeah. you know uh, I, i i thought it was you know like something really good uh, going on because people it's just going growing very fast like more than we think like healthcare industry is like like calmly growing it i won't say it's like i won't say it was really fast and uh, like they they're just slowly growing this year and yeah like, you know like we guys uh, really didn't think that the vaccination will be this quick on the first place and you know like they, they just took like nine months eight months nine months to develop the new vaccine and the vaccine rollout yeah. is still going on yeah and you know like that that that's that's really a great I mean, it's just very interesting in a way that like you know like there's a lot of misconceptions which needs to be like you know removed also in medical healthcare industry which is some are ethical and some are a general educational thing like you know uh for me uh for me being like from a very conservative country so you know for muslims pig is quite a big issue and that they don't eat it and even like to some extent for people they say that if you say that word actually uh you're your tank is unclean for like 40 days so for those people to educate that like you know uh thing is that when you say that it's a big heart uh many people actually like took it like literally that what it is now it is not possible to implant a big heart into a human body do you know that oh it's it's because like... okay. so it is not possible because your body has like a very strong antibody system so it will reject it immediately mm-hmm. so what they did was they did like a human cells uh basically like part of the cell structure was implanted into the pig's heart and they grow the uh, genetically modified that organ 
yeah yeah it's modified in a way that you, yeah it's modified in a way which is it is a sort of human heart yeah in the in the middle Impl- i was Im- hearing implanted. something as well about the pig's heart they i heard that there was some drugs involved in growing the pig's heart as well like some, yeah some so just like a human heart plugged it into a into a pig's heart actually yeah but but this conspiracy i don't know whether it was real or fake but people are saying it was having some drugs like illegal drugs not not uh, the legal ones which is used in medical industry they say there's like cocaine cocaine is in the pig's heart i'm like what <laughs> cocaine really i don't know yeah. that yeah. yeah 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 but i i read one of the news articles because the, i i'm not sure whether it's real or conspiracy you know like i mean like you see the, the, yeah there's a point that there's a point is that you know that in this way uh we have a long way to go in which we have to educate people that like what it actually is and how, how you can do it is basically you, with the research like you know you can attach nft maybe even let's say like information uh, system which is just attached to the research paper which basically makes it legal and uh, any other information attached to it is Ill- like uh, fake and yeah, that yeah, would help basically can be a good good uh, example as well as we're saying maybe the monthly subscriptions can be you know like you you all the all, exactly all the it, it can be an nft you 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 have the subscription for the nft it's like more exclusive not you know like more like open but you pay money for the like yeah same like new york times do you know like then you have to read new york times in facebook like every time i see the article it asks me for a subscription fee yeah or i'm not sure yeah i mean like business or have you seen in economist yeah they do they do they have a subscription model yeah yeah subscription models are i mean yeah. they, they can it's like it very much helps uh, you know to make uh, make th- uh, things more cheaper for the general public you know like imagine like in past uh, one newspaper of washington times was for like or like uh, wall street journal let's say was for uh let's say like yeah one, one newspaper was for 2.99 dollars and now when they make it digital and they make it like subscription they sell the whole month subscription for 2.99 yeah that's the thing where you know like where less resources are involved and like one more thing is like the digitalization in the internet uh when i used to buy some digital internet pack or something in india my first subscription was around like i used to pay around like uh 25 euros or something per month now like in my okay. home, i used to pay like 10 10 per month it's still it's still cool. more than enough for them like and the speed of internet is way too good and the 25 euros one which i was saying we have like a limited limited data very limited like you use 100 gb and after that the gb okay you you don't uh, you don't uh, like the speed of internet was very slow it goes into 2g okay so it was the time when they okay okay chris all those things like now like everything has been changing like 
if you see the internet it was becoming cheap as well so you know like more people are getting involved and it just uh, reduced the price so it's like when there was a demand for more you know like more, more curiosity among the people it's just the prices started going very less so it's, i guess it's the same case with that's the, true uh, even with the washington times so going further into this topic like uh, yeah topic we were talking about the newspapers and all the stuff we, we had this thing called you know like uh, i was reading an article for internet of behavior in terms of behavior, it's not okay. nothing something like, you know, like, uh, where, you know, it, it, like, in terms of behavior, and there, there are like two different, uh, two different things in terms of behavior, like, one, one is, uh, like, they just track your activities, you know, like, what you want, like, what you search for, and everything, like, it, it exists from the previous, previous times, but, now this internet of behavior yeah, yeah. is like evolving now. What they're doing is like, they just track your locations and all those things. Let's say you go to a gym, you, you hit a gym, and when you're trying to come back, you just get a notification from, you know, like, like from a food application saying that uh, buy, buy this, you'll have an offer. So it's just tries to track your behavior. Yeah, yeah. And it's just uh, starts giving like automatic suggestions. Uh, I, I guess TikTok is working on this technology as well, right? They they have yeah. you know, like they, they guys were launched at 2016, but the way how they grow and how they are trying to monetize YouTube, monetize like YouTube, they they're like literally more faster than that. Like their algorithm is like trying to you know like bring more users, like so they they can just uh, pick your favorite creators. And this, it starts loading, you know, like, and they, they I mean, especially, you know, like, with uh, the, the current technology, I mean, it's quite maturing in the way of natural uh, language processing. Yeah. So with that, like, technology, I mean, uh, you can actually import the library in Python from Google, and let's say, and you can do sentiment analysis on, on Twitter on, on certain hashtags. And even on online websites like in hackerspace or like in any website, which is like there's a community existing there. So it makes platforms life much more easier that whatever you're typing, basically with just like a code, you can basically detect that what the sentiment is actually. I was actually currently working on uh, for the similar like uh, project uh, in the area of uh, coming back to FinTech that what, like let's say you know like if i have to search how people are talking about OpenSea right now i can just run a, a script in python and i can do a sentiment analysis is it positive or negative right now today and based on that you can invest actually and you can make money out of those things yeah yeah so, I, I heard that you know like some companies are really investing on every country's uh, Country, country people's behavior, like to understand their culture, to better understand the people, uh, whether it will impact the people in a positive or negative way. And if it's affecting in a ne negative way, like it, it can create a bad, bad, bad reputation for the company. So they, they guys are like really like 
careful in these kind of technologies as well. And this, this, this one thing, like which you are mentioning in the podcast, like whether a program is from any country, you speak any language, but you know, like when you're trying to work on this language based or algorithms, these, these jobs are like growing nowadays. Like, this, I don't know whether these jobs existed previously, but people now are like creating these language based algorithms. And it's, it's, I, I, I guess it's going to be a well paid job in the future. Whatever the language a person speaks, they can just, you know, like start ending on this, on this sector. Especially. Exactly. It's just more about like, you know, like if a person knows about that thing, the thing is that not many people go in this area. Of course, there's like a lot of different areas to explore, but the people who are in this area, they can basically make a lot of like, I would say a commercial, uh, commercially viable startup actually, uh, because you know the demand of the product and how much people are talking about that thing. So you can basically ex exploit the market. There is a potential or not uh, potential in the market. So, and what people think about that thing, how the people associate certain thing with, with certain thing. So, I mean, thanks to Google. I mean, Google did like have uh, made their uh, algorithms. Some of them are quite public. I mean, the same as, uh, have you heard about a, a algorithm by Facebook called Profit? Ah, not sure. I have never heard about the Profit like. Is it like so that is basically uh, I can use it to forecast the seasonal trends of of, of the products. I can use that uh, thing. So if I can see that like baby stroller is uh, how much is trending in which month of is uh, trending is, is forecast well. So you can use that thing in your for in, in your like uh, Python model, and you can forecast should you invest in the company which is making strollers or not. You know, or you can launch your own uh, solar uh, project, so a bo book project. You know, so it's it's quite interesting in this way that uh, you, I mean, if you know how to use the data, you have a lot of power in your hands, actually. Yeah, that that's where you know, like so, that's where it's amazing. Personally, like, yeah, like uh, talking about those kind of cool stuff, like. Let's go to the technological companies like which we are working on ARs and VRs now. This year, like I did recently saw some videos about you know like like a VR treadmill where you will be hanging yourself in uh, in the roof and you you <laughs> can run yourself like I guess it's it's something like you know like, some something like an attachable thing attachable belt where you will be, <laughs> yeah. you will be running. On, on the floor, like same, same like a VR gaming experience, which uh, which are going on like a. But yeah, well. yeah, I think yeah, I remember that project. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're quite like interesting uh, in the personal fitness space. Yeah, like they're using VR quite uh, quite in an impressive way. Like even uh, like Olympic athletes, I was watching that. Uh, you know, I think it was in Netherlands that they they play they uh, they train their hockey players. Let's say they're wearing VR glasses and they. They literally simulate them there in the hockey match, and then they like uh, how to uh, basically uh, navigate through different players and how to how to play in this way. And uh, I mean, it's like same same way as they used uh, actually used currently used by Manchester United uh, team also that they use VR to basically train their like players, which is quite impressive. Like uh, way that like the way it's developing, and it is. Currently, now possible because 
they know uh, different uh, variables. So like they in simulations, they can run multiple iterations and they can make computer play in a different way each time. You know, like you can change one variable and the player gonna come from a different direction, let's say. So you are mentally prepared for a lot of different like uh, situations as, as a sports person or as a, as a personal fitness guy, actually. Yeah, yeah, this, this is something you know, like where it brings us to the concept of forms as well. This year, like, has been like 2021, we have like some, some great, great phones launching, especially like I'm not an Apple fanboy, but iPhone 13 is, is, is like one of the best phones I would ever say. Like, they have this, uh, this cinematic experience in the iPhone 13. It's, it's, it's like way, way uh -huh. better, than, better than any other, other, other iPhones. And uh, they, they, they just have this top-notch quality in the camera where literally you can just make it. Uh -huh. well. If you have seen the promo and as for iPhone 13, it was like, it was like one of the cool stuff. And Samsung is trying to work, on, work really hard on their cameras as well with the S21 Ultra. And Samsung is like giving like a tough fight for, for both of them. But now like a new 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 person has entered enter the this, this this game. We have Sony. Sony Sony is one okay. Sony flagship. You, you know about Sony. Sony Sony is like the best. So, so it's best coming cameras. back coming back in action. Yeah, Sony's coming back in action like I saw I saw something more about Sony Sony phones like they had this flagship phones which were like launched in uh, this year the end of this year I would say like uh -huh. uh, they, they had this flagship you know like it's like Xperia One uh, Three they they still didn't ship it but they had this uh, flagship model uh, is like. It's, it's, it's like, so just a retail price that was around 1300 dollars uh, in US. Okay. But, but, but people still say that, you know, like it's going to be a more, more, you know, like more expensive. Uh, uh, yeah, that, 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 like, I guess it's like one of the like uh, best phones which is going to be in the camera. I, I'm not sure whether it's worth for people to buy, but you know, people will decide in the end of the day. But Sony is still back on yeah. the game. And the thing about the cameras is like that Sony's cameras usually work on the accuracy features, like depending upon the yeah. I used to I used to work on Alpha 3 as well. Like Sony okay. Alpha, Alpha 7, I guess, like Alpha 7 3. So so Sony Alpha 7 is like one of the best cameras I've worked with, like even when you just try to throw on the autofocus, it's still you you still need to learn how to use that use, use the camera because it, it it's it's like really you know like it's like a mirrorless camera, not like the DSLR ones. Mirrorless mirrorless are like maybe different in their own game. So yeah. Uh -huh. So yeah, Sony is back on the game. So let's see how it goes, you know, like smartphone industry is not that, was not that great like last, on 2020 or 2021, but this year is going to be really great, but have you seen 
LG. LG is going down from the smartphone industry. Like recently, I okay. didn't see much, much going on with LG because for me personally, what I would say is like LG didn't stick up with like a same model. Uh, like, and what about Xiaomi? Like they're also like putting a lot of products in the market right now. Yeah, Xiaomi is like, Xiaomi wants to, you know, like they need to create this trend. They, they're just waiting for their breaking point where they want to launch their own flagship. So Xiaomi is like, they, they just have their own game, but another problem Xiaomi is facing is like political pressures. Uh, Xiaomi is based on China. So, like, yeah, yeah, like when it comes to you know, like some big elements, like. But I mean, still, like you know, their products are like quite like getting acceptance. Like I mean, I remember like I I had a phone, and I was not sure that like I thought it was like a second grade company or something like that. I was just like trying to practice with it, like how good it is. I mean, I was, I basically bought it. To manipulate the phone actually you know like when you download the roms and like you try to like uh, practice the android apps with it so i just fought with that purpose it was quite interesting for me that how it is adopted now in even in lithuania i would say it's very interesting because like now if you go to like topo centers let's say and they have a whole range of products it was very interesting for me you know like uh, when i introduced this product to one of my friend like uh, four years ago and he was like what is that and now uh like last christmas when i met him and he had himself a xiaomi phone and he had like a xiaomi like you know a vacuum cleaner in the house and he yeah, said like he it's so cool that... thing going on now like this robot vacuum cleaner. yeah so he said, I like, it everywhere in lithuania where i go exactly and it's like he was so proud that you know i can operate it through my phone and that's the cool feature that like you know that they have a whole home uh like automation system like uh all tools built by them so, i mean you can go like in like store in top centers they have fan they have cooker they have a uh, kettle uh, they have water jug and but those things are all connected to the phone actually and which kind of enriches uh, the person experience and which gives them the data <laughs> that what that person is drinking what time is they doing something and uh, how, how they interact with the product basically yeah, this very is smart strategy on uh, internet of things like Xiaomi is like going more into internet of things yeah like exactly this, yeah yeah uh, this this is quite quite impressive because you know like as you said before four years I, I didn't even consider Xiaomi will be like going this big but they have some products in China to be honest and uh, Xiaomi have like one of the best uh, transparent things I guess like uh, still uh, I guess yeah. I saw it somewhere in Tokyo Centers they have this invisible thing, like it has like a small uh, box down, and they place uh, like a picture uh -huh. of glass on top of it, and it plays like TV was really good with Xiaomi, and I guess it's like so somewhat cheaper than even some flagship from Samsung. I exactly don't remember the price. Yeah, name. Yeah. yeah. People can Google it. I don't want to give like wrong information about you know like the prices. <laughs> You guys can Google about the prices or like, but Xiaomi has this invisible. I mean, this kind of fluctuate price anyway because of current inflation. Yeah, inflation. Yeah, inflation is <laughs> triggering up the real estate prices and all those things. Like, let's hope you know, like we we know this is going to come. Like most of most of the people, 
already aware that inflation is going to go up this year. We guys have to brace ourselves. Yeah. I mean, like, we guys, just now we guys crossed the pandemic. So I guess we guys will be ready to face even this one. Because, <laughs> so it's, it's going to be fine, now, to be honest. And yeah, switching further, like, about, about that, uh, you know, like, EVs, EVs, man, like, electric vehicles. I guess EVs yeah. are going to be the future, like, personally, like, I'm, like, more like a Tesla yeah. guy. I personally like Teslas. Like, I'm a fanboy of Tesla. So uh-huh. yeah, I'm just saying, you know, like saying it now, like I'm making it as a statement. You, you guys can mark this statement, okay? If prices, uh-huh. like if, if, if the prices are going to be competitive, like let's say Volkswagen or you know Ford or even Land Rover is coming in the game, General Motors is coming in the game. Yeah. Almost every company, like they have Fiat, they have Audi, they have BMW, like almost every company in Europe are like started working on the EVs. But yeah, Tesla will be the co- company which is going to give you the cheapest EVs in the future. The, the, I, I recently heard these guys were working on something called lithium batteries. So it's, you know, like people should consider that factor as well because, you know, like lithium batteries is like electric vehicles always have this. Like, tough uh, situation where they come out, you know, like for a single charge, like, like I guess it's, it's around, just like around like 300 miles for a single charge. Yeah. But still their competitors uh, claim that they can give only like 150 or 160 kilometers, 160 miles, I mean like, yeah, they, they, they okay. just have this problem. So Tesla has <laughs> been working on this lithium metal uh, batteries so, uh-huh. so like, according to early test results, you know, like, like it can, it can just improve, you know, like the efficiency of fan packets by eighty percent. It will be more yeah. efficient, like. I mean, like. I mean, yeah, with time, I mean, a lot of new, new technologies are coming into space. I mean, uh, I was reading even in, in now they had a research. Uh, in which they found out that they can actually improve the efficiency of lithium basically and battery by multiple times by just slight modification in the uh, like adjoints of uh, of the battery cell. So I mean, there's a lot of development going on in this field. It's not only like they are focusing on uh, making electric cars, but also like to make the batteries last as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like. The lithium uh, lithium metal batteries is like, I guess it's going to be the biggest game changer in the EV industries. And probably, I guess Tesla will be working on Cybertruck this year. This year, I guess Gigafactory is going to get completed because early, earlier they had this situation going on. Gigafactory in Berlin, I mean, like Tesla's Gigafactory in Berlin. The guys are working on it. Uh-huh. I can see some pictures on the everything going on, and uh, some German news articles and German papers, newspapers saying that you know that they're working. Okay. Let, let's let's expect EVs in uh, European roads by end of this year, like more EVs. I guess already Norway has like fifty-two percent of the EVs in Norway are electric like like vehicles in the Norway are EVs. 
So I guess the numbers are going to go up in more, more definitely i mean imagine like you know uh, in uh, in 2017 which is like i think uh, you came in the 2017 right yeah i came in the 2017 the september i guess like yeah so imagine like that year that year in lithuania only 52 electric vehicles were sold okay 52 and now this year like in 2021 uh, 1300 electric yeah, that, that's so, really quite uh, impressive number. Like, like when I go down downstairs, like I literally live somewhere near the city center of Vilnius. If I go downstairs, uh-huh. I wait for two minutes, like for one minute. I, I, I guess I can just walk near the parking. I can, I, I can see, a, see one or two EVs standing there for, for, for you know, like uh-huh. electric charge or something. And somehow it's like, the, the EVs are becoming a little bit more cheaper, cheaper every day. And one more thing I noticed is that, you know, like, I've traveled, uh, the more, like, the more northern Europe you go, you find more EVs. I was in Poland, yeah, even in Poland, I found a lot of EVs. Uh, so uh-huh. I guess even in Lithuania, it's going to change the game when we are a gigafactory. The, the problem in Lithuania is like, you know, yeah. like, Still, they have these regulations with the second car industries, and there, I mean, like there are still more cars which doesn't have drivers to drive. So yeah, let, let's hope you know, like there will be more EVs in the end of the end of the year. Like there should be like more EVs because there are like lots of startups working on EVs. Even I have like yeah, two or three yeah, of my yeah. colleagues who work in EV projects. So let's let's okay. hope, let's let's hope like it's gonna boom big. So yeah, talking about that, <laughs> this like Tesla made the automation on the autopilots. Like they're just working on these autopilots. And how do you think it's gonna influence the fintech industry in insurance or something? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard that like they are integrating like you know payment features within within the car. So uh, though some people had issues with it that like they said that like it can automatically uh, order like even car parts if it's wanted, or if it's like a pay is gonna automatically deduct like the money. But people don't want that. Some people they say they want to like have it on their own uh, discretion. But still, people are willing to, you know, uh, integrate, and they are working on this technology in which, you know, you go to a driving counter, and with just like press of a button, you can just like pay through your uh, driving dashboard rather than you have to like take out the card and just like pay that way. So they they are like working on quite smart technologies. I mean, it's not only even like Tesla; it's like uh, Volkswagen also, and. Uh, the similar brands. I mean, I was quite interesting to find out that like in Lithuania, generally in the sun is quite popular, uh, like car registered like last year. And then it's Volkswagen, which is on 15%. And then Tesla it is, which is 14% most popular like uh, brand in, in Lithuania. Oh, interesting, interesting, interesting stuff going on in the industries. And the most popular like electric car in Lithuania, most popular electric car in Lithuania is actually uh, from a Hyundai, apparently. Uh, yeah, well, 
like yeah i saw like i was i was in a i was traveling in Hyundai, like before two or three weeks and it was an ev like we we have this option in the bold application where you choose you know like more green options so i chose you know like okay green option because it's, it's like literally the same price i mean like it was cheaper okay. than what you pay for like the general class so you know, like I, maybe I can go carbon free, and I just chose because I was running late for my job in the morning. <laughs> it was around like eight ten, and I had to be in the office at eight thirty. So I had to book 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 uh book a boat. So yeah, like both like the guys who are listening outside of uh, Lithuania is like both is something like same like Uber. So. So I had to book. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If, if like, let's let's say it, you know, like let if there are like more internationals, you know, listening from outside of Lithuania, they don't know what book is, you know, like maybe they have to search for it. But yeah. You can just give the information. <laughs> so yes, you know, like I yeah. had to book this boat and uh, I went to the job and they saw like it was a Hyundai and I'm like, oh, they have an EV in a Hyundai. Because I used to see, you know, Volkswagen yeah. or like a Tesla whenever I book the EV. So, yeah, I got like a ride in a Hyundai. I was expecting a Tesla, to be honest, in the morning. Uh-huh. So, so it was, you know, quite surprising. <laughs> and we have these things going on in Wilms called Spark by Volkswagen. It's like electric car sharing. Like, okay. Same, same, you know, like same, like blah blah car or CD. Yeah. So they have this oh. electric car, yeah, electric car share riding going on in some of us. I I see a lot of parking units like this park car standing uh, near the big big uh, companies. So yeah, Volkswagen is quite uh-huh. really working hard on uh, on EVs and bringing you know like EVs to. The, the personal people, like for the day-to-day people, yeah. And this yeah. this year is like, yeah. We were talking about the messenger RNA vaccines. Yeah, like it, 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 it's it's going to be a bigger influence, you know, uh, in the vaccine vaccination uh, technology. And which thing? I guess we we guys almost covered all the topics, or but yeah. still we have a lot to talk. But it's been going for a long time. So yes, we guys yeah. almost nearly. I, I would like to say one thing. It's quite interesting that like in, in, in car industry, it's like uh, Lithuania has a lot of potential in terms of like, you know, uh, car parts at the same time. I mean, quite recently I was surprised to find out, uh, you know, the area of telematics. Telematics? I guess I've seen that the telematics comes it's, it's basically, you know, like car, car and fleet tracking and like all of the GPS thing. Ah, uh, yeah. And, and it was quite interesting to find out, like uh, you know, like the top top ten uh, countries uh, in making uh, like not the top, yeah. So actually, Lithuania is among top three in that field, actually. Well, that, that's really which is, interesting. It, yeah, it's it's very impressive field because like you know the other countries are the top like one is like I think Russia and then it's China and then it's Lithuania. I was like, that's cool. I mean, like the. The, the internet in Lithuania is way too cool. It allows people to work more. I would personally say, like, I was quite quite shocked in the beginning, like when I was trying to test the speed of internet. 
I guess Lithuania has like a lot of world's fastest internet. It, it may fluctuate, yeah. you know, like every year between Lithuania and Sweden, but yeah, still Lithuania has quite good, good uh, internet speed. Even though yeah. Lithuania, like people say it's a small country, like the economy is not that big, but still Lithuania has like a bigger potential. And recently, did you see like almost a Starlink has uh, launched the internet services here? Starlink is live now in Lithuania. So that's true. But they're going to start services this year, right? I think. I guess already they have started it because, like, uh, if you've seen me in Facebook, like, uh, they gave a confirmation from, uh, I guess, uh, confirmation from SpaceX saying that they start like the Starlink. Uh, Starlink is already live, and yeah, like Starlink's uh, somewhere office is somewhere like few blocks nearby my home. I, okay. I need to find them. I need to find them soon, like because I need to check whether how how it's working. Maybe in the future, you know, like I can make a video of how it works. Uh -huh. And okay. Yeah, for, for now, I would say like. Coming back down and standing still, 
but it, it, it just got and, and the best part is that he's inter- introducing a lot of you know new technologies uh, which is very useful uh, for other industries because you know even like uh, like kind of relating to this uh, topic uh, blockchain with space actually have you know about a company called uh, Leo, Leo Stella Leo Stella uh, I guess it's the company working in the blockchains in satellites so yes so it's very cool that like uh, SpaceX work with them in terms of like tracking the satellites, you know, like different small component manufacturers and all of those are integrated with basically with the blockchain actually. And this thing was not non-existent when NASA was operational. So it's very cool in a way that he's introducing a lot of new technologies into the multiple industries uh, because he has himself involved in multiple of those uh, sectors. Yeah, Elon is someone you know, like who really works hard, and and twenty twenty one played a crucial role in you know, like uh, human settlements in Mars as well. Talking about NASA, they ramped up this Mars Perseverance robot, and they literally flew a helicopter in a different planet. Yeah, like the Mars helicopter, like you know, like. They, they launched Percy, at, I guess it was on July 2020, and uh, they, they landed it on the first the February of 2021, almost, you know, like now it's like one year. And, you know, yeah. like they landed it and they like, they, they just killed it, you know, like in the mission. And one more amazing thing happened was uh, touching the sun, like, like the team, like, they just, you know, like they were working on the Parker solar probe. They literally touched yeah. the sun, like it was very close. And you no, know, like they, they, they just uh, sent the particles, you know, like uh, like from the upper atmosphere of the sun. And yeah. Like the guys who are listening to my po- like to this podcast, you know, like the reason why you know, like we are talking a little bit more about technology is because you know, like. Every technology is interlinked to everything in this year. Like, if like if I was talking about space, like you you see Omi talking about blockchains. So you know, like he knows something. Like every 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 industry is like uh, now it's going relevant on the, uh, you know like the other. So healthcare is even involved in space or like space industry. The inventions in space industry is involved in healthcare or like almost everything. Like. That's All true. the inventions are made by accidents, you know, like, so yeah, yeah, 2021 was like really a great year for space as well, you know, like the James Webb Telescope, Perseverance, and uh, they started working on the Artemis moon landing missions, which is like, you know, like, for the last 50 years, NASA didn't, uh, didn't have their opportunity for the moon landing missions, now they started working on it back, and and one more thing was, you know, like we, we had like a new competitors in space as well. We had this all civilian missions uh, um, from Virgin Galactic and SpaceX China as well. Uh, like Virgin yeah. Galactic, Richard Branson, they just they like they just reached out for space. And yeah, like even Blue Origin did it. Yeah, I, I almost forgot that Jeff Bezos was working on it as well. So yeah, almost yeah. every the, the first like almost uh, every billionaire is trying to reach the space. So 
you know, like now people can go for space tourism, great, and uh, yeah, you're welcome to go for the space. I guess it's going to be more of course, cheaper. of course, with like with technology, it's gonna get cheaper, yeah, yeah. like with time. So yeah, people often think that space was like an expensive game and the game for you know like privileged. Some, some sometimes you know like people like Elon, they just try to change the game totally like in a different way. People like you know like Jeff Bezos or like like, like the, the which are brands of like uh, like they they just you know like almost trying to change the game by bringing common people in the space. This is what everyone wants to see, you know, like, even, even, even common people can, you know, like, bring up some good, uh, good topics for research in space. So, they, they can do research as well, maybe, you know, like, maybe who knows, in the future we will be having some uh, exchange students in the International Space Station. <laughs> who knows it, you know, like, yeah, that would yeah, be cool. That would be cool. That's, that, that, that's one of the main things I would like, really love to see from the European <laughs> side, from the European side, Erasmus on space. Yeah, that would be cool, yeah. Yeah, Erasmus on space. <laughs> Let's make this trending <laughs> after the podcast. <laughs> this is one of the biggest proposals. Uh, I guess it's going to be expensive, but you know, like Erasmus on space. Who doesn't like to do an Erasmus for six months in space? Come on, eating space food, taking pictures with the astronaut, having the party. And putting it and putting it on NFT. Yeah, putting it on NFT, like take the pictures, put it on NFT. <laughs> Even I recently saw the video of you know, like uh, an, like I guess it was from astronaut Josh Kelly. I the one who put the gorilla suit there. The gorilla suit. Yeah, it was pretty cool, actually. Uh, I guess it was like it was like astronaut. Uh, like uh, I'm almost forgetting. I guess he was a senator or a senator of some states. Just give me a moment. Okay. I guess. Uh, Ah, Scott Kelly. Oh my God, I'm forgetting. How can I forget his name? Yeah, <laughs> it was Scott Kelly actually. Like he made like a space gorilla suit, like, and he just made like a little human in the space. So <laughs> it was uh -huh. like fun to fun to see people. You know, like it's not always serious. Uh, people often, you know, <laughs> like to have fun as well. Yeah, space space is like transforming into like a different. That's place. true. Yeah, but it's been like you know like more centralized in the last fifty years. But most of the credits I would say it goes to Elon on space. He was the one who started it, and yeah, I stand for it. Yeah. Personally, uh, like my my interest grew up. You know. I started watching uh, more with NASA. Like, like, I started things happening with NASA, like more, more and more space events happening with NASA. And then I started uh, seeing that it's been slowing down. That's why, you know, like a person called Elon coming in and seeing the game, the amount of failures he faced in the last few years. Like, and 
And the now, you know, like within like last two, three or four years, Elon's assets are even you know, like the way the, how they work on the space industry is, is really impressive, like really quite impressive. Like there's a few engineers are working there and like to like like put forth like their missions, they have their deadlines, but still still they have amazing people, you know, like if it was like yeah, they, they work with manned and unmanned missions. So they, they like literally like every engineer who works in SpaceX or in like Blue Origin or even in Virgin Galactic, like like every, every industry is like every, every company is like they are really amazing people, like a big brains. So they, they deserve uh -huh. the credit, you know, like space industry is going big this year. And yeah, and yeah, like let, let's say you know, like, in the next five to ten years, it's going to be like it's it's going to be the same like NFT and crypto. I would say like people enter <laughs> the space game. Yeah, because you know, like if I was talking the same thing about uh, about this in uh, for ten years, like literally, uh -huh. me, like even my friends, uh, they were like, oh, space, oh, it's going to be fun, but not uh -huh. as you say, as they thought it's not deserving the hype, but space deserves the equal hype as well. Yeah, it's just my opinion, but you know that it, 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 it's going, anyway, it's going, going to boom, I would say, because mass, mass travel is going to happen, and the moon settlements are, like, people are working on it. I have my colleagues who are working on space nutrition, space... Uh, architecture space like they have all the okay. space architecture space nutrition space medicine space uh, space engineering space space law that's <laughs> cool they, 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 are, they are, like people almost have everything like everything in the space industry now uh yeah even if the people who are listening to this podcast you can just make like a small research on what are the different fields which are involved in space industry. I mean, like anyone can be like in the space. Space is for everyone. I'm just saying this again. Space is for the teachers, engineers, lawyers, like lawyers, graphic designers, whoever you are, you can be you know, just learn from the space com. Very true, yeah. Yeah. And Omid, yeah, you can just, you know, like, we, we just came to the conclusion part of this uh, podcast. So you can just uh, say the opinion on, uh, you know, like how the technology will be important, like your expectations. So, sorry, sorry? Your expectations of technology growth in 2022. What are your expectations and uh, what are the changes which needs to be brought in 2022? I think uh, I'm quite optimistic in a way that like as people are coming out of like uh, like from lockdowns and stuff and they're realizing a lot of new potential. I mean, like now as we see that uh, this industry like in the area of blockchain is getting uh, a correction, I would say. So a lot of like stable technology is going to come outside of that thing. But at the same time, I mean, a lot of new work is uh, going on in the area of augmented reality. Uh, virtual reality for basically experience of uh, for companies to for product development, product demonstration, 
uh, product testing. Uh, There's a lot of scope in that area, I would say. Uh, same in the area of education and electronic vehicles also. I mean, it's going to be interesting because now they are working on like not only improving the you know performance of a car, but also the battery life and passenger experience. I mean, have you seen that car even like now of uh, of BMW, which they change its color all uh, with, with the key actually? Yeah, it's like it's 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 just like really amazing. You know, like uh, I used to watch the videos from Supercar Blondie, like. Uh, she has uh, posted some amazing videos about uh, how this uh, changing car works. It's, it's, she just made it up and it just changes car. It's really interesting. It's, it's just met, happening in metal seconds and then like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we, yeah. Uh, like, like, you know, like people started thinking futuristic and, uh, you know, like make make some product, products and, you know, like it makes us feel, you know, like, you know, this is... So I think, I mean, like, Personally, for me, like I think that we are moving in the area, like we're like we're improving the uh, customer experience also, not only like the product in itself. So it it looks the in, in, interface looks more intuitive, like more catchy at the same time, uh, multi-point like uh, experience with the product. Like if you can't experience product now, you can have it in visual reality, you can have it in augmented reality and stuff. So. I think you might gonna see like you know the glasses made by fa uh, Facebook with the collaboration of oh, yeah. Uh, glasses. Yeah, so they're probably gonna like go more mainstream this year, I think. I guess already I have seen some creators wearing the Raven glasses, like wearing it, and I guess it's more available in the US. So yeah, I but like you know, in a way that like there'll be more products available within those glasses, like people are gonna develop like. Uh, for the people who are wearing those glasses, more visual experience in this way, uh, because if that's not built, basically, then they, 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 the product gonna fail. Because that's what happened with the Google glasses in past. They introduced I, it, I but there was a lot of content. Snapchat glasses, I guess. Snapchat tried to do something like this, and they failed so badly. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to like make it more like uh, the developer side have to be more. Uh, developed also, and I think Facebook has the potential to apply that uh, in, in that space basically because yeah, they have more like wider coverage. Yeah, and I saw some creators making some video, like it, 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 was, it was really good, you know, like it, it was from your POV, you, you show it to the people, and it, yeah. it was still good, you know, like making good, and you know, like holding the camera near your eyes. Yeah. Uh -huh. But the problem now at the glasses is that engineers are trying to work on some stuff and they have this thing going on with, uh, with the stories, like it can record only 30 seconds, each recording is around only 30 seconds. So okay. So they have to work on the timing, but you know, like it's, they're, they're still improvising, but the product is here, like they can, they can do any software changes. That's, that's going to be like, that, that, that's going to be like, like the icing on the cake if they try to make it like in time, like make it like a recording for like more time. One or two minutes can, you know, like really change the game. And okay. Yeah, I also heard that uh, the headphone quality, the music quality from the Raven glasses are really good. So, uh -huh. people will be having a better music experience as well when you wear the glasses. The glasses play some music, but same like it works in the pinfold, like same like headphones, but 
sugar more in a glasses form of way. Go yeah, Google Glasses. I don't know if somehow like they didn't have better marketing or something. Uh, yeah, the, even the Google Pixel phones are like, I guess they really need to start working on uh, the marketing side. They, they have more innovative engineers and they have a lot of stuff going on the Google campus, but yeah, they, they need the okay. Well, I think a lot of work, a lot of work gonna go in the area of cybersecurity also to be true. Yeah, because yeah, as I see, the people are screenshotting NFTs, which is completely illegal, according at least to my opinion. Yeah, it's uh -huh. kind of seeing it like please don't do that. It's gonna like if if it, if like like if they make some digital cybersecurity laws, it's gonna affect you as well. Yeah, talking about cybersecurity and uh, cyberbullying, I guess we can talk about it on one more episode, like some, some other time. It, it, this this topic is even more vague, you know, like cybersecurity and cyberbullying is really something important, which we need in this this situation, this at least in this year, uh, because it's going big, you know, like because people face like, it's, it's been going like a big because people have been involved in social media and uh, the last year yeah. because because of this pandemic situation, everyone has to be in social media. And yeah, like even the Zoom Zoom call, Zoom bombing has been happening. Like the people hacked your Zoom and they just uh, started you know, making that money. Yeah. So all those things uh, need to be more regulated. We can talk about this in, like, in our future episodes. I have some similar experience. Maybe you can share your similar experience. And Definitely, yeah. Involved, you know, like can share their similar experiences. Yeah, I, I was in a Zoom call <laughs> where I got Zoom bombed. And <laughs> yeah, it was like not one, a lot of times, a lot of times when it, like, it was happening, even in our classes, in our lectures, it happened. Uh -huh, okay. And even in all of the conferences, it happened. So <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, cybersecurity plays an important. Uh, so I mean, we saw example of CTB <laughs> in Lithuania. CTB on uh, the driver's license data, or so the customer data was basically stolen. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard about it, and it was, it. and it was just because like. Uh, the security patch by like you know they use microsoft azure like a, a platform for uh, for storing data and they did not basically upgrade it to a more higher security level and somehow hackers came to know about it and they just exploited it basically yeah it's easy the thing is that you know like it's easy to boost your data but yeah like even a person like a person and the person I have lost my data as well, like from my personal experience. Okay. So, so yeah, everyone loses data at some at some place or somewhere. It's a, it's about how you find it, you know. Like after that, like you know, you need to know what what are the things or, or what are the basic rights. So that's really important. Yeah, I mean, we can discuss that next time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We need to discuss that next time. That 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 could be a bigger topic. Like everyone will yeah. be having their own opinions. And, yeah, we can discuss. It's going to be an hour long, like same as this one. <laughs> I guess already we've been going there more than an hour, I guess. 
yeah, it's more than yeah. an hour, I guess. Like <laughs> talking for a long time, and still I feel you know like we could have talked more, but people who are listening, it's going to be like you know very long. I don't want to make it yeah. more long. Yeah. Okay, let them digest. Digest what we share so far. Yeah, and my my opinion in the the conclusion is that you know whatever technology you make, uh, for the people who are working in technology, just you know make a technology which does not affect anyone and which is more improvising, like which are faulty. You know, like you need to find the solutions and try to work on it. Like that's that's what my opinion is. I don't have much, you know, like. Much deeper on every each and everything, uh, like more elaborative, because you know every technology is interconnected with each other, and you need to be like keep it more secure. That's it. In the end of the day, so, yeah. secure. As Omi was saying, and yeah, that's it. It's it's been a pleasure talking with you, Omi, and uh, thank you so much for joining. And, uh, don't no problem. To check his uh, on personal social medias. So I will be attaching the podcast. So, <laughs> thank yeah. you. Thank Thanks you for hosting. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. So, very good initiative to like educate people. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's a very good initiative to uh, to sh- help people like uh, get up to date with the latest trends. So, so keep it up. I would say. Okay, thank you, thank you so much, Amir, for joining joining the podcast today. It's been a long like. Long time I didn't talk to you, but you know it was you know like this is a normal conversation happens between me and Naomi, even if you guys are in offline, like not not in the podcast. It, it's the same. So yeah, thank you so much, guys, yeah, for listening. That's true. And, yeah, don't forget to hit uh, the follow button on my Spotify. Thank you, thank you, guys. Bye. You, I I see you guys in the next future episodes.